Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. I am your host, Nikki, and I'm sure a lot of you are finding me on social media. My Instagram handle is at justget.fit. If you wanted to follow along or if you are already, thank you for your support. Before I get started today, I just wanted to say something really quickly, and that is thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support for sharing my podcast, for taking the time to leave me those reviews. It is incredibly, I don't even know what the word for this is, but it's honestly just incredible to be able to connect with so many of you all over the world. And when I get to see, you know, the the stats and analytics of where my podcast is being listened to, it blows my mind. So I want you to do me a little favor today because I do want to connect with you. I want to know where you're from. So you know what? Take a, take a selfie today, take a screenshot of your podcast, whatever it is, and tag me in your Instagram stories today. Let me know where you're from. I want to connect with you. I want to hear from you. This is the amazing part about social media that I think a lot of people forget about. Yes, there are definitely some not so great things about it, but at the same time, I really like to focus on the positives and that is connecting with like-minded individuals, people who are passionate about health and fitness and looking for, you know, a realistic and sustainable way to achieve their goals, get healthy, stay healthy and feel great about themselves. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and let's get started. So today I wanted to talk about five different things that I often hear people say who, you know, are being, who are unsuccessfully dieting. And I'm using the word dieting in the term of someone who's actually trying to lose weight. Normally I talk about diet as in your preferred way of eating. You know, if you're a pescatarian, you're a vegetarian, you eat paleo, that's your preferred diet or preferred way of eating. It has nothing to do with a calorie deficit. It's just simply what kind of foods you prefer to eat. But in this situation, I'm talking about dieting, someone who is trying to lose weight. And a lot of times I'm hearing the same things over and over. So here are five things I hear from a lot of people who are unsuccessful and they say, hey, you know what? I can't lose weight. I've tried it all. And so this is a little bit of real talk. And, uh, One thing I I hear a lot is, oh, it's my metabolism. You know what? It's my metabolism. I can't do this. And you know what? This is not to say that there aren't people out there who have issues with their metabolism, who have things that have gone undiagnosed, like issues with their thyroid, for instance, that will, in fact, impact your weight loss. But I will say 95 plus percent of people If you can't lose weight, it has nothing to do with your metabolism. You are either in one of two camps, and one is you are really overestimating your calorie burn, and you're saying, oh, well, you know, Karen on Instagram said this this workout will burn a thousand calories. So that means after this thousand calorie workout, I'm going to go and stop at the drive-thru, get myself a burger and fries because, you know, I just burned off a thousand calories. Well, a lot of people who are overestimating their calorie burn end up having that, you know, weight loss plateau or feeling like they're not making any progress because you're overestimating your calorie burn. And so this is why 
I personally love my fitness tracker. I have one of those little watches that estimates my calorie burn, counts my steps and all that stuff. But I know when I switched brands, there was a big difference in my calorie burn. There was even a difference in the simple pedometer function of how many steps I walked. So, you know, if you are going to use a fitness tracker, use it, help it to motivate you or use it to help motivate you, but don't rely on those numbers as fact. Just like I would never recommend someone going into my fitness pal, letting it calculate your calories and then just taking that as the one and only word and sticking to that no matter what. Absolutely not. There's always going to be variances from individual to individual and one person's needs are not going to be the same as someone else. So you can have two people who are the same height, same weight, same age. And realistically, it's very normal that one of them is going to need different calories than the other. That's just how we work as individuals, right? We're made up of different genetics. And so we have different needs. And sticking with that same point about your metabolism, the other camp that people fall into is that, well, you know what? You're really just eating too many calories for you to be in a calorie deficit. And so this is where tracking your food can be helpful. It's definitely not something I would tell anyone to do lifelong or, you know, for years on end. I think it can be really beneficial if you are in a healthy relationship with food, if you have never struggled with disordered eating or anything like that, to track your calories on a free app like MyFitnessPal, honestly, without changing what you're eating, without going, oh, oh, I'm not going to enter that because I just had a look at what it is, what I ate, and it says it's 700 calories. And so I'm not going to enter that because that's what happens. And you know, just because you don't enter it doesn't mean those calories don't count. They do. And so this is one thing I always ask my clients to do when I say, please honestly track your calories for five to seven days without changing what you're eating, without making any changes. So that means if you put two giant scoops of peanut butter on your oatmeal in your smoothie every day, well, do the same thing, but measure it out and figure out how many calories it is. Because most people, I say this as someone who has been there and done that, don't realize how quickly certain things add up, especially if you're eating out a lot, especially if you're getting delivery or even those pre-made meals. Things add up really quickly. And just because something is really calorie dense does not mean it's going to keep you full and sustained for a long period of time. If you get a large fries at McDonald's, which I actually couldn't tell you how much that was, I'm going to say 700 calories. If you get a large fries at McDonald's at 700 calories, is that really going to tie you over all day? Probably not. And I mean, I'm not saying you should eat 700 calories in a whole day, but if that's a really big chunk of your calories for the day, say you're eating 2000 calories, 700 calories is more than a third of the calories for the day. And I can tell you a large fries is delicious, but really not going to keep me full and satisfied for a long period of time. And so this is one area where I'm like, you have the knowledge, you have the power to download a free app that will track your calories and to do this, which is absolutely free. Track what you're eating for five to seven days. If you have a food scale, use a food scale for your higher uh, calorie foods or things I would say like 
don't worry so much about your fruit and vegetables. You can guesstimate those with regards to cups or whatever that is. But I would say for higher calorie dense things, see if you have a food scale and use that. It's going to be really interesting to see where you're coming from. And I know people will listen to this and go, oh, that's so much work. And then they continue to complain, oh, but I'm not losing weight. Well, then this is where the extra tough love comes in. Stop complaining about things if you're not willing to put in the work. Yeah, I said it. And I said it because, you know what? I probably needed to hear that myself five, six years ago. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what? I'm a healthy weight. I could maybe stand to lose five pounds, but for the amount of work and energy I'm going to have to put into doing that, it's not worth it. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to decide, you know what? You're a healthy weight. You have a good relationship with food. You're able to have a good social life, enjoy things, and not stress about it. That, my friends, is priceless. So I'm really not going to encourage people to, you know, worry about that last five pounds. I'm talking about people who are trying to lose, you know, maybe 20, 30 plus pounds for their overall health, for their overall well, overall well-being. Because I think while a lot of us focus on aesthetics for weight loss, there are a lot of health reasons that we should be, I don't want to say worrying, but mindful of our weight. And I'm not, this is also not to say an X number of weight is going to be suitable for everyone of a certain height and gender and age. Because I weigh more now than when I did or when I started working out several years ago, but I'm also a lot healthier, a lot stronger. I'm leaner. I have more muscle mass. And so, you know, when I go for my, for my checkups, for my physicals, I know I'm healthier than when I weighed the same, but had a much higher body fat percentage. So while I do think, you know, being a aware of your weight can be helpful. It's definitely not the be all end all of success or even the definition of how you should figure out if you are healthy. This is always something you should talk to your doctor about. And even then, if you're not happy with what your doctor has to say, I say this as a a lay person, not someone who is a medical professional, but I know there are in any field, a lot of different doctors, a lot of different experiences out there. And so I've had clients come to me. I've had people come to me and say, my doctor says I'm overweight because of my weight. They're like, but I'm healthy. I've gotten off my medication that I was on before. I am able to do more. I'm able to have more energy. I sleep better and my overall health is better. But because I've, you know, been working out, I've built muscle, my doctor says I'm overweight. And so this is when I would say, you know, use that common sense you have. And if you need to get a second opinion, talk to someone else. Okay. Because I think sometimes it can be, it can be hard to have those conversations and to feel discouraged after something like that. Okay. That was much longer than I intended for point one, but moving on to the second thing. And when people can't lose weight, they, they say, oh, well, you know what? I, I can't afford a gym. Well, you know what? You don't need a gym, my friends. You can work out at home. You can do body weight workouts. You don't need equipment. You could go for a walk. 
You could go for a run. You could go for a hike. Okay. There are so many great ways to be active that will cost you absolutely nothing. I personally could never imagine paying $25 for like a class. That just blows my mind. Even $20, I'm like, that hurts. And so don't think that just because you aren't going to soul cycle or some fancy bar class, you're never going to get fit and you're never going to lose weight. That is just not true. I've had plenty of clients who start out with me and I say, you know what? Let's simply start with walks. Let's aim for getting those walks in three to five times a week, aim for 30 minutes or aim for 40 minutes, aim for an hour, whatever it is, whatever you have time for that you can make happen. Okay. You don't need anything fancy. So please don't feel discouraged if you can't afford a crazy gym. The gym that I was going to before the pandemic started uh, was $4 a week, $16 a month. For me, that was reasonable. I struggled (laughs) mentally to be like, oh, I'm going to pay $100 a month for a gym. Because I was like, I know I can have a great workout for not a lot of money or for free. So don't ever let that be your excuse. Point number three, I don't have time because you know what? I'm so busy. I work full time. I'm a mom. I have kids. I'm a CEO whatever it is. You are busy. I get that. I really do. So this is not me criticizing anyone who is feeling overwhelmed or burdened by the amount of things on their to-do list. Absolutely not. I get that. I'm someone who struggles with anxiety and the longer my to-do list gets, the tighter my chest gets. And so I just want this to be an opportunity for me to remind you that in order for you to keep giving to those around you, in order for those, for you to be the best mom, the best boss, the best employee, wife, daughter, whatever it is, you need to take care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, it's going to be a lot harder to give and to give. And your health is so important. Your health is what allows you to keep giving, to keep showing up for those around you, those who are relying on you. And so look at it as something like that. Look at it as a meeting that you have with yourself that is just as important as a doctor's appointment. And I'm not saying your meeting has to be an hour long. It doesn't even have to be half an hour long. Think of it as what kind of quick meeting could you schedule for yourself that you are going to show up for? Because you know what? You know you're worth it. You know those five, eight, ten minutes that you spend on yourself is going to make you feel better, give you more energy, and really help you get on the way of where you want to be. There is nothing wrong. I've said it before and I will say it again. There's nothing wrong with setting small, achievable goals. I don't care if your step goal is 2,000 steps for the entire day. If you're working hard to get those and you have to go out of your way for five or 10 minutes to get them, kudos to you. Let that be your goal and keep it at that until you crush it, until you feel good about it and then increase it. You are far better off having a 2000 daily step goal that you feel successful about getting as opposed to setting one for 10,000 steps a day where every single day you fail, you don't get it, 
It's too many steps. You can't do it. There's not enough time. Be realistic, be practical and make time for you. Because I know as hard as it is to find that time, you are worth it. Okay. All right. Point number four, the I'll start Monday or you know what? It's Christmas and then it's New Year's. I might as well just wait till January 1st or I might as just wait, might as well just wait until, you know, the end of the month because, well, it's really busy right now or there's always going to be a tomorrow. There's always going to be a next week, a next month, a next year. But imagine if you start today, where will you be in 12 weeks? Where will you be, you know, in six months next year? If you do a little bit every single day, where will you be at the end of this year? People get so caught up on trying to do so much in such a short period of time. They're like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I'll just wait until next month and then I will work out one hour seven days a week, every day. So, you know, for that month, I will have worked out 30 hours and and then I could just not work out for the next seven days of this, this month. That's not how this works. You cannot reach your goals, lose weight, get healthy in a six-week period of time and expect those results to stay. It's about what you consistently do, what you consistently show up for what you consistently buy at the grocery store. It's about you going out of your way to make small changes that are going to impact you positively. Like instead of watching one more episode of Netflix, you go for a walk. Instead of staying up late, you go to bed a little bit earlier so you can wake up 50 minutes earlier and do some yoga. You can do some stretches or you could make yourself some breakfast. Your little choices add up. So stop making excuses. It does not have to be perfect today. What can you do today? You know, you might say, you know what? I only have time for 20 bodyweight squats while I fold laundry. Perfect. Do that. That is starting today. If you have time to go around your block once, do that today. It does not have to be a 60-minute workout, a 90-minute workout, a super high-intensity spin class, or a full yoga session, a weightlifting session. It has to be something that you can do today. I don't care what time you're listening to this podcast, figure out what you can do today, okay? All right, point number five, which is my last one, and that is People questioning themselves saying, what's the point? I always gain the weight back. They're like, I can't lose the weight. And then, you know, when I actually do lose some weight, I gain it all back. So what's the point? Why should I even bother trying? And this is where that question of health comes in. And why are you trying to lose weight? Are you trying to lose weight for aesthetics? You want to look really, you know, smoking in that bikini in two weeks when you go on vacation. And so you're thinking about, well, if I increase my cardio, do all this, eat less, then, well, I'm going to look great. Okay. But, you know, if you do something that's unsustainable for two weeks, then the results will be just that, unsustainable. And so, yes, 
if you do something for a six week period of time or a 90 90 day challenge or something like that, that is extreme and something you really don't plan on keeping up after the challenge is over or after that six week period is over, well, guess what? Your weight will creep back up. You will lose your strength. You're not going to maintain results that are not built into a lifestyle. And I think this is what people often forget too when it comes to weight loss. People think it's super linear that week after week, you're going to just keep losing weight. And realistically, that's not how this works. I know when I started uh, my health and fitness journey back in 2015, I weighed 142 pounds. I started some program, it was high intensity, a lot of cardio. I was sometimes doing two workouts a day. And I got down to, I want to say 136 pounds. So my weight dropped. And then I started lifting more weights. And my weight went back up 139, 142, 150. Then I started to do a bulk, went up to 155, 160. Well, not quite 160, a little bit below that. And um, from there, well, I went on a cut and I lost weight, but I built a lot of muscle over a period of time that my weight loss has never gone back down to 138 pounds. Since starting my fitness journey, I have not been 138 or 136 pounds since I want to say early 2016. I just can't. That's not going to be healthy for me. And like I said, during that period of time in my life, I was working out really high intensity, sometimes twice a day. And if you've listened to my previous podcast, I wasn't eating out. I was limiting myself to 1600 calories a day while doing those intense workouts. And so that's not sustainable for me. Sure. Could I get back down to that weight? Absolutely. But at what cost to my mental and physical health? And this is a question I say, ask yourself, just because you can reach a certain weight, it does not mean it's worth it. It does not mean it's healthy. It does not mean it's something that you should be striving towards. And, and only you can know that only you can be truly honest with yourself about those thoughts. And I realize that is really challenging. And a lot of us kind of have that denial about why we're doing something or, you know, it's because it's I want to feel better. But also when it comes to body image, honestly, body image, people think it's tied to your weight. And so they think, you know what, I'll wait till I've reached my goal weight before I start loving myself, before I start, you know, really being thankful for my body and what it's capable of. And no matter what your weight is, no matter what your goal is, that's something that needs to start now with your 50 body weight squats or your walk around the block. That element of self-love needs to start. Don't just assume that you're going to lose 10 pounds and all of a sudden be like, damn girl, I look amazing. I feel so good. I'm so confident in my skin. No. For most of us, we lose that weight and then it's like, oh, well, I thought I'd look different. This This isn't enough. I need to lose another 10 pounds. And we end up in this really vicious cycle that just goes on and on and on. And then we feel like we always have to lose more weight and be leaner and get leaner. And then, you know what? Before you know it, it's been a decade and you've been dieting. And you've been dieting so much of your life, you don't even realize. 
And so I understand asking yourself, well, what's the point? I always gain the weight back. I do understand that. I, I, I was that girl. So when you set your goals, ask yourself, am I being realistic? Am I gaining the weight back? Because my body's thinking, Hey, every time you lose that much weight, you're not healthy. Or, Hey, you're only losing that weight because you're over-exercising and under-eating. And so, well, I'm doing you a favor as your body to take care of you and, you know, hold on to that weight, hold on to the weight that keeps you healthy, that keeps you, um, (laughs) not crazy because you could have a social life. You could go out for a drink. You could have a glass of wine. Those things are important. Okay. At the end of your life, you're not going to be sitting there thinking, wow, I really wish I'd weighed five less pounds when I was 27 years old. You're going to think, wow, I had such a nice time on that vacation. I had such a nice time on that patio with my significant other. That's what you're going to think about. So prioritize yourself, prioritize your mental health. And if you are struggling with weight loss and you're thinking, oh, I can't do it. Think about what's holding you back. Make a list of your I don't want to say excuses quite yet, but some of them will be excuses. Make a list of what's holding you back from your goals. Is it because your goal is unrealistic? Is it because you are trying to take shortcuts or looking for quick fixes? Once you're able to figure out what is holding you back, it's so much easier to be proactive about what the challenge is and then to decide how to move forward. It's going to be different for everyone. So take that time, be reflective. And remember, your mindset is so important. I can't do this is already saying something about your mindset. As opposed to, this was really hard last time, but I know I'll be successful if I do fill in the blank. All right. Hopefully this has been a little bit helpful. Sometimes I know we need a little bit of a pep talk to either set ourselves up for success or to bring us back to reality. And I never say anything in my podcast with judgment. I'm someone who has struggled with weight loss, body image, you know, binge eating, all those kinds of things for such a big part of my life that my only goal for you is for you really to focus on your overall health and mental well-being. Those things are so important. So please do those check-ins, ask yourself those questions, and then and then you can move forward. All right, my loves, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. You don't want to miss any episodes. And if you're enjoying it, send it to a friend, share it. You can message me on Instagram as well at justget.fit. And don't forget to send me that selfie of you or send me that screenshot, tag me in it at justget.fit and let me know where you're listening to this from. I would love to connect with you. All right. Thank you so much, guys, and talk to you soon.